Romans chapter 8. And I'm going to start in verse 35. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? As it is written, for thy sake we are killed all the day long. We're accounted as sheep for the slaughter. Nay, in all these things, in all these things, not just before, not just after all these things, but smack dab in the middle of tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword, in these things, we are more than conquerors through Him that loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor powers nor things present nor things to come not height nor depth nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord I'm going to preach to us for a few minutes today. I am persuaded. I am persuaded. Can somebody say that with me today? I am persuaded. I wish you'd say it one more time till you felt it. I am persuaded. Now clap your hands to the Lord. God, we're ready to receive your word. Change us. Have your will in this place today and let your power fall in this room. Let your glory fill this house. In the name of Jesus, everyone said amen. Amen. You can be seated in the presence of the Lord. I am persuaded. I believe. Now I mean this. This, this Romans chapter 8 is my bread and butter. Romans chapter 8 is my, my life chapter. And if you've been here for any amount of time, you probably know that. But I believe with all my heart that I am persuaded are life's three greatest words, especially in our walk with God. To be persuaded means that you are caused to believe or do something because of someone or something else. Vine's Dictionary of New Testament Words describes the word persuade as follows. To prevail upon or win over. To bring about a change of mind. we got to have a changed mind in our walk with God. The way that I used to think, I can't think anymore. The things that I used to believe, I can't believe anymore. The, the outlook that I used to have cannot be my outlook anymore because I have been won over by the goodness of God. I have been influenced by the grace and the mercy and the power of God. My mind has been changed by the Word of God. I've got to be persuaded. And I want to tell you that you can go to church 
You can amen the preacher. You can teach Sunday school. You can sing on the praise team. You can pay your tithes. You can read your Bible. You can feel the Holy Ghost. Talk about Jesus. Invite people to church. Leave a church card on your table at the restaurant. Quote the Bible from front to back. And still not be persuaded about God and His Word. You can do all those things and check all those boxes. But your mind and your thinking has not been won over. Has not been influenced or changed. It's the truth. You see it all the time. There are likely people in this room not persuaded by what God can do, by what God has done, by what God is telling them or trying to tell them. And I'm not beating anybody up today. I'm telling you this is a fact. And God's going to help us with it today. But I can check all the boxes and not be persuaded about God and His Word. Do you know why? Do you know why people leave the church and go to other things? Do you know why people backslide from the house of God? Do you know why people go back to their old ways so easily? Why people get discouraged so easily? Why people can get uh, just remain hurt and discouraged and bitter and, and, and cynical? You know why people get saved and they're out of the house of God a month later doing the same things that they used to do? Because it, it used to confound me. I wouldn't understand how. I understand falling flat on your face. I understand making a mistake. I understand that we're not perfect and we don't always get it right. But how do you go back, like the Scripture says, to those weak and beggarly elements after you've experienced the salvation of God and the truth of God? It would confuse me. How do you go back? How do you just stay discouraged? How do you just wallow in that pit of despair endlessly? Because they are not persuaded. Because they are not persuaded. They come to church. They feel the chills. They amen the preaching. They, they, they might jump in the baptistry. They might, they might get hyped up enough to say, I'm going in the water today. But they leave and they don't apply any of it to their life. They don't live differently. They don't try to live differently. Because they're not persuaded. They were moved. They were touched. They were affected. But they were not persuaded. One time, a guy in the New Testament told Paul, you almost persuaded me to be a Christian. That means I like what I heard. It moved me. It affected me. I can see what you're saying. It makes sense. And you almost persuaded me to change my lifestyle. But I think I'll just take hearing. I think I'll just take being moved. I think I'll just take being affected. 
I think hearing is enough for me today. You almost persuaded me to be a Christian. And that's what people do today. They come to church. Oh, the Spirit of God gets all over them. They might not even tell anybody, but they got the chill bumps. And they feel something stirring inside of them. And they might say these people are crazy, but I can't deny that I feel something moving on the inside of me. And the, and the, the preaching might move them to tears. The preaching might get them into the altar. But they leave and say, they almost persuaded me. The preacher, the preaching... The Word of God, the Spirit of God, all of that almost persuaded me to change. But I think that being moved will be enough today. I think that chills will be enough today. And they're not persuaded. The problem with people getting the victory, the problem with people getting a breakthrough, I mean a real breakthrough, in their life. The problem with people being healed when they come to church. The problem with people really leaving something on the altar and having a life change when they come to church. The, the, the problem and the issue with people staying in the house of God instead of backsliding two weeks later. The problem is not that God does not hear them. The problem is not that God is not with us when we gather together. The problem isn't always that it's just life happening to me. The problem's not always a trial or a test coming your way. The problem, and we give Him too much credit, ain't always the devil throwing something at you. The problem may not even be a matter of faith. When Peter stepped out of that boat and was walking on water, he began to sink. He had faith. Jesus, Jesus just said, Oh, thou of little faith. In other words, Peter had enough faith to step out. He just didn't have enough faith to keep walking on top. He had enough faith to start. Didn't have enough faith to finish. He had enough faith to believe, whoa, okay, Jesus just called me out of the boat. I'm going to step out. But now what? I see the winds and the waves boisterous. He had enough uh, faith to respond to the, the chills and the hype and the word of the Lord saying, come. It moved him. It moved him right out of the boat into the miraculous. And he had enough faith to step out. But did he think far enough ahead that I'm walking all the way back with Jesus? He had faith. He just had a little faith. It's not always a matter of faith. Our problem and the key ingredient that we are missing is I am persuaded. The key words that we are missing is I am persuaded. It's not a matter of do I have enough faith to start. 
Do I have the persuasion to finish, to follow through? I've got enough faith for, to, to, to be moved in service. I've got enough faith to feel like I'm part of the crowd and part of the church because I feel the same chill bumps that everybody else feels. But I'm missing those three words. I am persuaded. Because persuasion is when you cross the line from being almost to being all in. I can be moved right up to the line, but persuasion will send me over the edge to, for me to say, I'm all in. I'm following through. I'm staying with Jesus all the way. That's our problem. We can walk in victory. Does anybody believe that? Do you believe that we can be healed? Do you believe that Jesus can deliver people? Do you believe that Jesus can set people free? I'm asking for some response. Uh, do you believe that people can be changed in the presence of the Lord? Do you believe that breakthrough can happen? Do you believe that God is a miracle worker? Do you expect Him to be? I didn't ask you, do you believe that He can? Do you expect Him to? I talk about that leper many times that said, he said, Lord, if you will, you can heal me. And the Lord said, not only can I, but I will. There's got to be not just a knowledge that he can, but an expectation that he will. Oh, Lord, help us. Not just a knowledge that he's able, but the expectation that he will. I can believe that it happened in the Bible. I can believe it happened to Peter and James and John and Matthew and David. And I can believe it happens to others and still not expect it to happen to me. I'm not persuaded that it'll work in my life, in my situation, in my sickness, for my problem, for my sin, for my hang-up, for my circumstance. I believe that it can happen, just not to me. I believe it can, but I don't expect that it will. Well, I feel like there's somebody in here like that today. I believe he's preaching to somebody. Just don't expect that it's me. I believe that, that in a few minutes that somebody's going to get a good blessing. I just don't expect that it's going to be me. Because I'm going to sit in my pew like I always do. I'm going to sit on my hands and zip my lips shut like I always do. I'm, I'm, I'm going to stay cold like I always do because I, I, I expect that this word is for somebody. I just don't expect that it's going to do anything for me today. I, I was moved in the singing, but I'm not persuaded by the word. I'm sorry I'm taking the scalpel out today, church. But God's trying to do some heart surgery on us right now. I believe that it can happen. I just don't expect that it will. Let me tell you that persuasion is key. Persuasion will give birth to faith. Real faith. Follow through faith. And faith will give birth to expectancy. And faith 
combined with expectancy will give birth to results. It will produce results. And I need somebody in this place today that's got some faith to combine it with some expectancy. And we'll see God do the miraculous in this place today. I wish somebody that believes God could heal them would have enough persuasion to step out today and lift their hands and say, God, heal me. I wish somebody that believes that God can give a breakthrough would have enough expectancy to step out and say, God, let it be me today. I wish somebody that, that, that believes, God, you can use anybody to start revival. I wish you'd have the expectancy to say, God, let it be me that starts revival. Let it be me that's the key to this service. Let it be me that builds somebody's faith. Let it be me that steps out of my seat today and has enough faith to call on the name of the Lord. Well, I got about 20% of you. This kind of preaching makes some people mad. Stop stepping on my toes. Stop fussing at me. Stop singling me out. I'm not singling you out. The conviction of the Holy Ghost might be on you, but I'm just trying to help you understand that you can have the things you believe God to do if you just get persuaded that He'll do it for you. Never mind. Never mind if you know what the Bible says. Atheists know what the Bible says. Satanists know what the Bible says. The Bible Bible says that the devils believe and tremble. Knowing what the Word of God says has nothing to do with it. Now, I want to know what the Word of God says. Pastor talked about today that my people perish for lack of knowledge. I want to have a knowledge of what the Word of God says. Need it? That's, that's, I can't go without that. But I've seen a lot of people come into a service that knew nothing about the Word of God. But they responded to what they felt. And God healed them. Filled them with the Holy Ghost. First time ever sitting foot in a church. They left addictions laying on the altar. They changed their life. And they're living for God to this day. Because they didn't know maybe but one or two scriptures. And couldn't even quote them the right way. But they had enough faith combined with expectancy for something to really change in their life. And that's what I want to happen for me. I don't want to just know what it says. I don't want to just be moved right to the line. I want to have enough faith combined with expectancy. That when I come into the house of God, people are being baptized in the name of Jesus. Filled with the Holy Ghost. Answer is being obliterated. Sickness is leaving bodies. Lives are being changed. Addiction is left on the altar. Chains are breaking off. If you want to scream and shout and holler and be disappointed at the end, Go to any Georgia sports game. But when I come to the house of God, it's like I talked about the other day. There's been a walk. And when I come to the house of God, the shout is going to tear down some walls. 
When I come to the house of God, I didn't come to be entertained like I would at a sports game. I didn't come to see a show. I didn't come just to feel chills. I came because where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. I came because I want people's lives to be touched and changed by the love and the power of God. I came... Because this world is sin sick and on its way to hell. And this is the answer. This is where people are changed. I didn't come for surface level church. I didn't come for superficial church. I came to see a power and the demonstration of the Holy Ghost. Well, does somebody believe me today? Uh, never mind believing me. Do you believe the Word of God? Okay. Do you expect the Word of God to come to pass? I wish somebody that believed would stand up right now and clap your hands and just signify your belief and your expectancy with a shout. Oh, Jake, I don't like all that hollering. I don't like all that growling. Well, I'll holler if I have to today, if I can get somebody to realize that you can have everything that God's got for you if you'll just go that extra step. I don't want to be almost persuaded. I don't want to almost be healed. I don't want to almost be free from addiction. I don't want to almost be filled with the Holy Ghost. I don't want to almost get a touch from God. I want to see it. I want to have it. Well, I might sound crazy, but you've tried everything else. You've tried every other solution. You've tried to fill that void in your life. And it might take a little bit of this foolishness of preaching today for you to realize this is what I've been missing in my life. It might sound crazy. It might sound fanatical. But this is what I've been needing. I need a real life touch from the Lord. I want to move from belief to persuasion. Oh, I, I feel it stirring right now. I feel it stirring up right now. Oh, I feel the Spirit of the Lord moving in this room right now. Somebody's getting it. Somebody's understanding. Okay, I see. I see. I see where my hang-up's been. I've been stopping right on the line of persuasion, but I'm stepping over today. Mm. Let me tell you that Saul and David, both anointed to be king, they faced the same enemy. Saul was persuaded that they couldn't beat Goliath. David was persuaded that he couldn't do anything but beat Goliath. Mary didn't understand how she could conceive and birth the Savior of the world, but she was persuaded by a word from God. Noah didn't understand how this flood thing was going to go down, but he was persuaded by a word from the Lord and he was saved. Joshua didn't understand what walking around a wall for seven days and then yelling at it was going to do, but he was persuaded by a word from God and it produced the results that God promised when he said, I have given you this city. 
It's time to stop letting ourselves be persuaded by everything and everyone except God. I can see something on the news. I can see something, uh, a conspiracy theory on some reels on Instagram. I can see some, some official say this, and I'm persuaded about it. But when it comes down to the Word of God, ah, maybe for somebody else, don't expect that from me. Don't be persuaded by who you used to be. I'm telling somebody right now, you ain't been in this thing very long. Don't be persuaded by that person that you buried in this water. They're still in that watery grave. Put your shovel down. Don't go grave digging. That person's got no influence on you anymore. You are who God has rebirthed you to be. Don't be persuaded by people and so-called friends that are contradicting the work of God in your life. Don't be persuaded by anything or anyone that's contradicting the Word of God in your life. Don't be persuaded by those other things, those outside voices. In Galatians 5 and 7, Paul wrote to the Galatian church, and he said, you did run well. Who did hinder you that you should not obey the truth? This persuasion cometh not from him that calleth you. If it doesn't sound like the voice of the Lord, cut it out of your life. If it's not lining up with what God told you, close your ears to it. This persuasion cometh not of him that calleth you. That voice that says you can't be healed, you've been too bad, your situation's too hopeless, this persuasion cometh not of him that calleth you. We need to be persuaded by the Word of God. You need to cut out those other influences and get persuaded about the Word of God. I got sickness in my body, but I am persuaded that by His stripes we are healed. I am persuaded that the prayer of faith shall save the sick. I am persuaded that they shall lay hands on the sick and see them recover. Oh, I've fallen flat on my face and I've really blown it. But I am persuaded that I can look the enemy in the face and say rejoice not against me, oh mine enemy. For when I fall, I shall arise. And though a good man fall, he shall not utterly be cast down. When I sit in darkness, the Lord shall be a light unto me. Oh, I've got fear and anxiety just trying to eat me alive. But I am persuaded that God has not given me the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. I, that, uh, the, the things I used to do and the person I used to be is trying to, cr is trying to grab me, is trying to influence me again. But I am persuaded that he said, Behold, I make all things new. And if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things, old things are passed away and all things are become new. I don't care what those other voices say. I don't care what my doubt says. I, before I doubt the Word of God, I'm going to doubt my doubts. And I'm going to put the Word of God in, in the first place. If you got a word from God, oh, there are people with callings on their life in this room. 
There are people, you've got ministry inside of you. You've got a call on your life. And you've been sitting on it for too long because you felt like, I messed up, I failed, I embarrassed myself. I'm telling you today, you need to be persuaded again that there's a call of God on your life and you need to pick up, you need to pick up that thing. If you know God gave you a promise and it's been years or months, it's it's been a long time and you've seen a lot of stuff, but you haven't seen the promise, I'm telling you, you need to get persuaded again that you're just in the process and the promise is coming. In Acts 27, Paul's on his way to Rome. Storm comes. Ship is sinking. And he tells the crew, don't be afraid. He said, I believe God that it shall be even as it was told unto me. And guess what? He went to Rome. Just like the Lord said. The ship might be broken to pieces, but the promise is whole. The boat might be destroyed, but the promise is whole. It's time to take hold of that promise again. Somebody, I'm trying to tell you today, don't give up, don't give in, don't throw in the towel, come back to your first love, come back to the zeal that got you in the house of God in the first place, come back to your passion for the things of God, it's time to return and do the first works like he said, it's time to get persuaded again that When I come to the house of God, or when I call on the name of the Lord, something's got to happen. Something's going to happen. It's time to get persuaded again that I am called by God. God did give me that promise. God did give me that word. I know you faced a lot of trials and a lot of life and a lot of situations, and you've messed up and you've grown a little cold, but today is the day of salvation. Today is the day of redemption. Today is the day of restoration. And you can believe me or you cannot believe me, but I'm just asking you to get persuaded by the word of God. I'm telling you today somebody needs to get that in their spirit I can't tell you how many times I've been completely shattered and broken down and hopeless but I was on my knees and I said this is honest to God I would cry out and say I am persuaded I would list my charges to God and I would say this is wrong and this is falling apart and I did this wrong and I made this mistake and this people this this person hurt me this person wounded me I, I, I've, I've got things that I need and I don't know where they're coming coming from but I am persuaded I have been in the lowest part of my life and said God I have walked away from you I have been displeasing to you but I'm still persuaded that you can have mercy on me I'm telling you somebody needs to get that in their spirit right now I am persuaded somebody needs to reach out to the Lord right now and just start telling him God I am persuaded I'm persuaded again I believe it again Come on, somebody. 
I've come this far only because I am persuaded. When I had nothing to hang on to, I held on to the fact that I am persuaded that God is not a man that he should lie, that his promises are yea and in him amen, that every word he said he will bring to pass. When I had nothing left, persuasion is what kept me going because I am persuaded. I am persuaded. I am persuaded. That's what will keep you in this truth, church. I am persuaded. Every day you need to get up and say, I am persuaded. No matter what comes my way today, no matter what I face, no matter if I fall flat on my face, at the end of the day, I'm going to still say, I am persuaded. I'm persuaded by the mercy of God, the love of God, the power of God, the call of God, the Word of God. I am persuaded still. In Romans 8, again, in our opening text, in verse 35. Musicians, you can come. In verse 35, where we started, it says, Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? In verse 39, after he says, I am persuaded that neither this, 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 this. He said, none of this will be able to separate us from the love of God. In fact, in, back in verse 37, he said, we're more than conquerors through him that loved us. We need to understand when it says that none of these things shall be able to separate us from the love of God. We need to understand what that means. We need to understand what His love encompasses. What it means. You need to look at His love. You take out your phone and you unlock it. You got an icon for, for a, web, a web browser of some kind. You tap on that icon. It opens a world of possibilities of other things. That's the love of God. You click on the love of God. And it opens you up to the mercy of God. To the grace of God. To the power of God. To the preserving, keeping power of God. To the healing power of God. To the saving power of God. It opens you up to strong tower. Prince of peace. King of kings. Lord of lords. Because when he says, I love you. He's saying, I'll have endless mercy on you. My grace will always be sufficient for you. My power will always keep you. I will always fight for you. I will always preserve you. I will always be your strong tower. I will heal your body when you're sick. I will heal your wounds when you've been hurt. I will heal your emotions when you're depressed. All that because I love you. And so I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor struggles 
in my home, nor sickness in my body, not, not overdue bills, not family trouble, not depression, not disappointment, not this addiction that I've been dealing with, not my failures, not my faults, not my shortcomings, none of it shall be able to separate me from the love, the power, the strong tower, the Prince of Peace, my healer, my redeemer, my father, my best friend. None of these things shall be able to separate me from the love of God and everything that it brings with it. I am persuaded. Stand with me today in 2 Timothy. I feel the Holy Ghost right now. In 2 Timothy, Paul is writing a letter to Timothy. And in verse 5, he's instructing him some things and telling him some things. And in verse 5, he says, When I call to remembrance the unfeigned faith that is in thee, which dwelt first in thy grandmother Lois, my mother Eunice I am persuaded that it's in thee also in other words if they had it you can have it if somebody else has it you can have it I'm persuaded that if they made it you're going to make it and I'm telling somebody today it's not just for somebody else. You're doing fine believing that God can do it for somebody else. But I am persuaded that it's for thee also. I am persuaded that it's for thee also. Not just for your brother. Not just for your sister. Not just for your grandparents. Not just for your friend. Not just from the person that sits on the row in front or behind you. I am persuaded that if they had it, you can have it. If God healed them, He will heal you. If God delivered them, He'll deliver you. If God worked a miracle for them, He'll work a miracle for you. I am persuaded that it is in thee also. And I feel ministry in this room today. I wish, I wish as you begin to make your way to these altars if you want to I, but I wish that all over this place there could be ministry go forth and that you would find somebody and you begin to minister and believe and pray I believe that it is in thee also I am persuaded that healing is for you also I am persuaded that deliverance is for you also can we let ministry break forth all over this house I'm at, can somebody come to these altars today or at least step out of your seat into the aisle? I'm not commanding you. I'm not forcing you. I'm asking you. I'm inviting you to step out of your comfort zone. And somebody say, I am persuaded. I'm persuaded that God still loves me. I'm persuaded that the mercy of God can still save me. 
I'm persuaded that healing is for me. I'm persuaded that breakthrough is for me today. I'm persuaded that I'm still called of God.